Well, today I wanted the kids in here because um, I'm, I'm going to talk to them and the mothers. You know, uh, a family, a mother's not a mother without her kids, of course. And it, it takes the whole family to, to work together. And so I'm talking today about times, or time is ticking, don't waste it. You know, I don't know about you, but I feel undressed if I don't have my watch on. I, I know the younger generation, they all go by their, their phone and they don't ever wear watches, although it's some, sometimes it's coming back, but I heard it's coming back, but anyway... Uh, I'm still old-fashioned, and I feel undressed if I don't have my watch on. And, you know, at times I forgot it or, you know, and I've gone out places, and I catch myself looking at my wrist over and over and over again. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has done that. And I keep looking at my wrist and thinking, why didn't I get my watch, you know? It, at home, we have a clock in every room. We even have a clock in the hallway. And we, in some of our rooms, we have two clocks in a room, one room. <laughs> so I, I know, uh, you know, time is important to me, even though Dorman thinks maybe it's not. Because, well, I'll tell you, it's bec- and, it, and I've been late to things before. I admit it. But, you know, God has helped me over the years to work on my time, my schedule. But God has equipped us, uh, you know, us mothers to work out our time. I know some of y'all are thinking, what does this have to do with Mother's Day time and watches? Mothers have so much to give to their family and their children. You might get overwhelmed at times and think, how can I get all this done? But God has equipped us to help us and show you the time to do it. What I'm talking about is, today, is teaching. Teaching your children the biblical-based Lessons of life. The biblical based lessons of life. And so, one of them, the first one I'm going to start with, is how to be yourself and not to be anyone else. Love yourself. God created you to be special. There is no one like you. You are the only one. God threw away the mole when he made you. You need to believe in what Jesus has done in you. You are special. Kids, do you hear that? You're special. You are special because you were made in his image. Romans 8:29 For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. We need to learn to trust in the Lord God and not ourselves. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. 
See, when, when Ashley and Justice go off to college, they need to realize to not lean toward their own, own knowledge and their own understanding, but to trust in his ways and his knowledge and his understanding. And, and it says in Jeremiah seventeen seven, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. You, blessings come upon you when you trust in him. We need to teach our families, our kids, to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And what he, what he, that he lives inside of them, that Jesus lives inside of them. That they are one with the King of Kings. John fourteen six says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, the only way to heaven is through Jesus. And other people might try to tell you in life when you get in college and when you go out and get in your jobs and go in, in life, and they might try to sway you and tell you there's another way or another person. But the only way through heaven, to heaven is through Jesus. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that who ever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting lives. See, when you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart and save you, God forgives your sins and forgets your sins. Do you hear that, kids? He forgets it. In Psalms 103.12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions. That word transgressions is sins. He removed our sins from us. We need to teach our kids not to be afraid. But, and that God is their best friend. Hebrews 13, 5 says, He will never leave you nor forsake you. And he, you will never ever be alone. Psalms 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We do not have to be afraid ever because he is our strength and our light. The Trinity of God, of the Godhead. We need to teach our children about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That they are one, but they're separate also. And that is a mystery. That's one of the mysteries of God. Colossians 3, 9 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. See, Jesus was all three. It, he indwelled. That indwe- he was all three. We need to teach our children about water baptism after salvation. As we had last week, we had a baptism. Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them... Uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to teach them about the great exchange. One in one day, Jesus exchanged everything for us. Our mind, our will, and our emotions were exchanged in the garden. He exchanged all of our emotions and our thoughts and will for his love, joy, and peace. Then Jesus went to the whipping post, 
And he was beaten in his body there. And he took all sickness, disease, and infirmity there on himself and exchanged all sickness for his health. Then Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins. He gave himself freely to the cross so that death would have no more hold over us. He exchanged death so we could have life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We need to teach our children to obey their mothers and fathers. Y'all hearing that? (laughs) Obey your mothers and fathers. And guess what happens? You have a blessing coming with it. You will live a long life, and it will please God. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor your father and mother as, as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And then in Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Now, this one is a big one for me because it was... It hit home just the other day. We need to teach our kids that God created man, Adam, and he created woman, Eve. He did not create a third gender. (laughs) I was driving home after uh, I picked up Madison from school one day, and she said, Mimi, um, boys, some boys... Or, you know, wear things that look like girls, you know. And she was telling me this. And red flags went up in my mind. And I asked her where she heard this. And I was thinking it. she probably heard it at school. But she told me who said it. And uh, that person told her, it's okay to be unique and different. That we have to accept them like that. Okay, so the rest of the way home, (laughs) I explained how God created just man and just a woman and no other gender was created. I asked her, what are you? And she said, I'm a girl, you know, like that. And I I said, well, will you ever be a boy? And she says, well, no, you know, kind of agitated at me, you know. And so when Kellen got home, we had a lesson own creation and who God made us to be. Uh, You know, there's so, so much in the news, in the media, and on TV shows, and in movies, and in commercials. You can't even turn around without hearing it, seeing it, and you, everyone in here knows what I'm talking about. Do you boys know what I'm talking about? Homosexuals and lesbians and transgender people. Okay, this is so important that you teach your children this. Uh, You know, it's up to us. It's up to us to stop the confusion in our homes. I knew I shouldn't wait one moment to teach Kellen and Maddie the truth because the truth will set them free. Okay? Uh, You know, in Genesis 19... Uh, Lot, I won't read all that, but it's a whole whole chapter is about Lot and how God took Lot out of Sodom. 
and his whole family. And well, it was only his wife and his two daughters. And uh, God sent two angels to redeem Lot. I mean, to take Lot out and his family. But the son-in-laws wouldn't come. They laughed at Lot. And they wouldn't come, so they stayed there. And Lot took his uh, took them out. But before that happened, um, Lot uh, noticed a bunch of men and and boys coming toward the two angels, and he said the uh, the men were saying, "Let us have those." They didn't see them as angels at the time. They they looked like men, but they must have been beautiful men. And so he said. The men were saying, let us have those men. And um, Lot said, no, you know. And and so I want you to just read the story. It's at Genesis 19. But eventually what happened was um, Lot took everybody in, got the angels and his family in. But the angels blinded the eyes of all of those men that were standing there. And then he, the angels got Lot out of Sodom, his family. And then God destroyed the city because the whole city was wicked. And uh, destroyed that city uh, with fire and brimstone. It is a very important message that we hear today. Romans 1, 26, 27 says, For this reason God gave them up to vile passion, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was uh, penalty of their error, which was due. You know, so many people are just either quiet or embarrassed or ashamed or something. They're keeping it and they're not talking about it. This is the time to talk about it with your family and how important it is because it's on the the media. And just the other day, uh, I heard, me and Dorman heard, they had a transgender meeting in our in the city of Amarillo trying to uh, make people understand about transgender, I guess, I mean, and trying to uh, teach them how they can do it, you know, how they... And it was a man that was had been transgendered into a woman. I guess some of y'all heard that on the news. Anyway. And in the media, there's also uh, people that we know that have come out and spoken about it and... Um, Trying to get, I, w- I want to say the sympathy or the the knowledge of, out there so that people will know and accept them like that. You know, we're, we don't hate the people. God doesn't hate the people. God loves. He died. He sent his son for, to die for all human beings. But he, he doesn't love the sin the sin that's attached to it. And this is a sin. It's a demon. Um, But if they receive the Lord and if they get deliverance from this, they can be set free. For I want you to, let's read 1 Corinthians 6, 
9, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not, uh, do not be deceived, neither fornicators or idolaters or adulterers or homosexuals or sodomites, go on to the 10, uh, or thieves or covetous or drunkards or uh, rival, rivalers, <laughs> Our extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were uh, sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. So here we are, if we receive his forgiveness and get deliverance from that demon, you can be set free. We have taken people through deliverance in this area, and it's so important that we talk to talk about this to our families. We need to teach them that Satan is real. He whispers lies in their ears and puts thoughts in their heads. It's not real. The devil, the demons are real, but God has given us that deliverance, right, through Jesus. First Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion whom he, seeking whom he may devour. That's what Satan is. He's like a, a roaring lion. He's trying to devour people, and he wants to devour our kids' minds. So it's very, very, very important that we teach the truth, the biblical truth to our children. We need to teach them to take care of themselves. God created our bodies, and we have to take care of it. To eat whole natural foods, he doesn't want us to pierce our body or tattoo our skin or take any kind of drug or, uh, or drink alcohol because that alters your mind. You have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You will be tempted to fall into one of these sins. So be sure and remember this scripture. We need to teach them that we are living in the last days and that Christians are being killed for their faith and belief in Jesus Christ. And they had rather die than to reject Christ. All of these people we've seen on the news that they're Christians beheaded in the name of Christ, I mean, uh, in the name of Allah. And, um, and they hear... They would not, and it just, I get real emotional when I think of this, but they would not deny Christ. That this is the world we're living in, kids. This is the world we're living in, parents. Jesus is coming one day, and he's coming in the twinkling of an eye. Matthew twenty four twenty seven says, For as... The lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of man be. And Matthew twenty four thirty six says, But of that day and hour no one knows, but not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, what was the days of Noah? 
So also shall the coming of man be, son of man be. So in the days of Noah, we are living in those same days. We know Noah did not know the minute that the flood would come, but he did know to prepare. And we don't know the minute that Jesus is coming, but we do know to prepare. And so we live in these days. We need to teach them not to be deceived. Don't believe every person or every church is of God. <gasps> I know some of you are like, oh, I thought all churches were of God. Nope. We need to teach them that people led by the devil will come to deceive them. 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits where they, whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Colossians 2, 8, be, be aware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Did you hear that? According, they're going to try to deceive you according to the basic principles of the world. But we need to be, have the basic principles of Christ, right? We need to teach our children about the gifts of God. The gifts are there for all believers. You know, you can pick up a gift and you can take them. You can take all of them or you can just take some of them. Did you know that? 1 Corinthians 12, 8 says, For what to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, to another the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, and tongues, different kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. You know, uh, one thing I've noticed, you know, with the gifts is that you can... Use all of those gifts because God wants you to have all of them. Or you can be have just one. And you, God doesn't limit you to just one gift, like just say, Mike has prophecy. He can use all of these. He can pray for the sick. He can. You can speak in tongues. You can have interpretation of tongues. You, you have all of these things. You can, you can work miracles. So see... All of these things are for all of us. The gifts are for all of us. The fruit of the Spirit. We need to teach our kids about the fruit of the Spirit. God has given us all the fruits. Did you know you have all the fruits? Because who lives in in you? Jesus lives in you. And you have all the fruits. Not just some, but all of them. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Kids, if you'll always remember the fruit of the Spirit, it will keep you out of trouble. Okay? Okay. Be kind. Be faithful. Good. Have love toward other people. Have joy toward other people. It's, it, this is something that God told me one time when I was ministering. Dorman mentioned it the other day when he was preaching. That a tree can't eat its own fruit. The Lord just revealed that to me one day I was preaching, I mean, uh, not preaching, teaching, and that the tree can't eat its own fruit, but it's to give away. 
to others. And this is what the fruit of the Spirit is. You freely receive and you freely give it out. You receive love from God and you freely, you don't hold on to it. You freely give love out. You, you have joy, you freely give it out. You have the peace, peace of God, you give it out. Don't hold on to the fruit that's not yours to eat. It's not yours to keep. Okay? Freely you have received, freely give. Okay? So the fruit of the Spirit, we need to teach this. We need to teach our kids about bad emotions. I'm sure some of y'all don't ever have anything like this going on in your house. Anger, pouting, pouting, pouting. Does my kids back there hear that? Sadness, depression. The list goes on and on and on. But they're not of God. If you give in and let that take over your emotions, you will be in big trouble. Resist those feelings or the demons will take over and control your thoughts. A few weeks ago, I had two things. Two things that happened in my life and two different people. And I felt hurt and I felt rejected. (laughs) But, you know, I knew what to do. I knew I couldn't hold on to that. I had to pray and reject those feelings that were coming against me. I always say this. I refuse to receive it. I refuse to receive what the devil's trying to put on me in the name of Jesus. Let's all say that. I refuse to receive what the devil is trying to put on me in Jesus' name. We need to guard our hearts, okay? James 4, 7 and 8 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil... And he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your, your hands, you sinner, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So once we, we just need to say, I resist those thoughts. I resist that, and I resist those feelings. You know, if you feel depressed or if you feel down, that's not what God wants us to feel. So we resist them, and it will flee from us. We need to teach our kids that heaven is real. It's a wonderful place full of joy. Jesus went there to prepare a place for us. John 14, 2 says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus is is preparing a beautiful place for us to live. But we also need to teach our kids uh, that hell is real. It's a destination you don't want to go to, a place of fear and death and burning flesh for for eternity, full of demons created for the devil himself. Proverbs 7, 27 says, Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. Yes. We need to teach our children about hell. It is real. We need to teach our children about giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says, But I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly 
or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always have an all-sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Every good work. God's going to bless your giving. Bless it abundantly, it says, for every good work. We need to teach our children to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to receive the gift of tongues. Not to be afraid of tongues. That's a gift. That is awesome. Once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God gives you the power. Okay? Second Corinthians about tongues. It says Second Corinthians, I mean First Corinthians, I'm sorry, fourteen two. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Isn't that awesome? I love to speak in my prayer language. I love it. We need to teach our children to be kind and forgiving. There's not enough kindness and forgiveness in this world. There's too much bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. Ephesians 4.31 says, All bitterness, there it goes, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgives you. Be kind and forgiving. We need to teach our children not to hate. 1 John 2, 11 says, He who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So if you hate, you're walking in darkness and your eyes are blinded. We need to teach our children about healing power, the healing power that God's given us, that you have the power of God, and it's living inside of us, and we are to use it. God will use you to pray for the sick, and they will be healed. You just have to have faith. Just say, I know that he lives in me, and he, that person is going, you're going to pray for him, and they are going to be healed. James five fifteen says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord, who is it? The Lord will raise them up. See, you stretch out your hand to pray, but who does the healing? It's God in you. God's healing them. It's not you, but it's God in you, and he uses you. We need to teach the, our kids and our families about deliverance, the deliverance power God has given us, the power to cast out demons in his name. Second Timothy 4.18 says, And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. And in Luke 9.1 says, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure all diseases see a lot every disease has a demon attached to it every sickness has a demon attached to it it's not of god the sickness is not of god there's not going to be sickness in heaven and so when we pray for somebody 
if it's cancer, I always say I bind that cancer in the name of Jesus and I command it to loose this person in Jesus' name. And then I say, God, I thank you for healing his body, that his body is going to be whole and free of all that cancer. And then you pray for healing. But always cast out the demon first. We need to teach our kids how to hear from God. They they can hear probably better than us sometimes. Hear from God. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. We have to get still sometimes. If we're chattering and have 10 TVs going and our computer and our phone in our hand, we cannot be still and know that he is God. You need to listen because God wants to speak. He wants to speak to us. He wants to talk to us and guide us, but we need to listen. We need to teach our kids how to pray. Praying is just talking to God. Kids, did you hear me? Praying is just talking. It's not texting, but it's talking. Okay, I know sometimes it's hard, but I know y'all can talk because I've heard all of you. Talking to God. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request, that your prayer, your request, be made known to God. In Ephesians six eighteen, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit. So pray to God. Talk to him. We need to teach our kids that singing and praising in thankfulness is of God. Psalms 4, I mean, not Psalms, Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Ephesians five nineteen says, Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. I do that a lot. I, sometimes I could just be singing inside, you know? You don't have to be singing with out loud, but you're just happy and joyous and you're singing in your heart. You see what I'm saying? And Psalms 156 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If you're living right now, is everybody living here? And you have breath, you need to be praising God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. We need to teach them about God loves us and we are to love others. John 15, 12 says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And then John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. I know there's a lot of scripture. (laughs) We need to teach our kids, keep yourself pure. For your future husband or your future wife. Don't think you have to go out and be as the way of the world is because they, all of them think it's okay to have sex before marriage. Okay? 1 John 2.16 says, For all that is of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father. But it's of the world. We need to teach our children to watch what they see and hear. 
good, healthy TV shows, movies, games, books, the good ones. <laughs> if you allow your mind to be open to all that junk and all that bad stuff, you're just asking for the demons to take over your mind. What do I say, family? What do I say when I, when I te- come through and they're watching something? I say, uh-uh-uh, that's demonic. <laughs> so they go around every time I'm doing something, they go, that's demonic. <laughs> they don't like me saying that to them. So anyway. It is, it is. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You'll have the peace of God, your mind, if you're thinking about him and his blessings. You know, um, there's a blessings that come with it. Matthew 13, 16. Blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and hear what you did hear and did not hear it. So hearing and seeing the things of God now, you're blessed. You're blessed. So keep your mind on the things of the Lord. We need to teach them that Jesus is coming soon. Uh, this is what Jesus said to me years ago. I, he said, I am coming soon. I am coming very soon. And so we need to be ready. Mark thirteen thirty three say, says, take heed, watch, pray, for you do not know the time. We need to teach our children about the storms of life. Storms do come. Everything's not just going to be always perfect. Storms do come, but storms don't last. Jesus spoke to his storm in his life, and it had to obey. God has given us the very same power over our storms. So don't let the storms throw you off course. Stay steady in your life. We need to declare the works of God. Psalms seventy three twenty eight. I have put my trust in the Lord God, and I declare all your works. We need to have the strength of the Lord. Second Corinthians twelve nine. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. We need. Oh, my girls are like this. We need to enjoy nature and be kind to God's animals. Proverbs twelve ten. Are y'all listening? Where is Angie? Oh, there she is. Okay, twelve ten. A righteous man regards the life of his animals. Amen. I've got two girls that love animals, and the other one, well, hmm. <laughs> Don't give her a dog. Okay. (laughs) We need to teach our kids not to lie. Okay, listen. Proverbs 12, 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Okay, I've always told my kids, if you tell me the truth about who broke that base, you won't get in as much trouble. But if you lie to me, boy, you're going to be in big trouble. (laughs) 
So those were my, my words to them. We need to teach, always tell the truth, always. John eight thirty two says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's the truth you know that makes you free. If you know the truth, you see, God is truth. And he lives in us and he wants us to tell the truth. He doesn't want us to hold it back. And he wants us to not tell, the, tell lies and tell the truth, okay? Uh, we need to teach them not to be deceived or let others take advantage of you. Now, there is so many things and people that are taking advantage of people nowadays on the Internet, um, uh, stealing people's identity. Um, there is uh, a lot. I, I can't even go into. I, I had somebody the other day that I it just I was in the mall and it was just like, oh, Okay, and um, it just hit me in the face, and I just had to say no to her. You know, she was just like pushy, real pushy person, and it was it was it just made me real mad because the way she treated me, and I just I just went no, and I almost grabbed her hand. I was so mad, you know, because she was so pushy. But don't be deceived and let others take advantage over you. Learn to say no and walk away. It's very important. Uh, no's a good word, kids. Okay? If you're not saying no to your parents. Now, but, but learn to say no to others. Okay? Ephesians 4.14. Uh, that you should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, or the trickery of men in cunning craftiness by which they lie in wait to deceive. See, they lie in wait to deceive you. There's people out there just waiting to find somebody that they can uh, rob or deceive them. We need to teach our children that we are the children of God. 1 John 3, 2 says, Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we shall know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for he, we shall see him as he is. This one's very important. We need to teach our children how to read the word of God. Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And his word will never pass away. We need to teach our children to have faith in God. Hebrews 11.1, 1. Now faith is a substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We need to teach their children the fear of God. Now, this isn't fear that you're fearful. This is reverence, fear for God. Fear of the Lord means you need to realize that God is in control. And he knows everything about you. He knows every thought you're thinking. Every thought. Every thought. He knows everything. And that can be a good thing if you're walking with the Lord. Psalms 111.9 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and good understanding have all those who do his commandments. 
But if you're not living for the Lord, it can be a very bad thing. Okay, Proverbs 3, 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And if you do that, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. If you fear the Lord, it will keep you out of a lot of trouble. Don't wait. Don't wait. Mothers, fathers, don't wait. There's never been a better time than to teach these things. You know, this isn't a complete list. I had a lot more on my list. And we talked about the joy of the Lord. And and there's uh, so many more t- uh, lessons that you can find in the Bible. You just have to get in the Bible and read the Word and read it to your family so they will know it. Jesus was the best teacher we knew. He lived it. He taught it in everything he did. And let me this here. Did you know time's ticking? Don't waste it. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every month, every year is an opportunity to teach these things to your family. So, time is ticking. Don't waste it, okay? Amen. (laughs) Had to have that sound effect. Let me just pray for y'all. Lord, I just lift up all the mothers here today and the fathers because this isn't all on the mothers to teach this. But God, I just lift them up and I say, God, give them the strength and the knowledge and the wisdom that they need to teach the biblical basis of your word. And Lord, not to just be tired at the end of the day, like I've done in the past, I know, and and just sit down and not teach, but to teach every day as they go along, as they work with the kids, to teach these lessons of life. And God, help them and give them wisdom to know what to say to the children. And I just thank you for blessing the mothers. Bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.